the Canadian Military History Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lacroix. Music provided by the 48th Highlanders of Canada. Today's guest, Corporal Frank Reed. When I get in the military, to overcome the idea that all these other people were going to be there and they were all going to be there to help you and get you through some bad spots if you had them, that was an eye-opener for me. Welcome to the Canadian Military History Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lacroix. Before I get back into the interview with Corporal Frank Reed, I'd like to remind you about leaving a review on iTunes. All you do is you open up iTunes, navigate to the podcast. On that, you'll see a link to rate the podcast and give a review. Please do leave a review or rate the episodes. What that does, it makes it easier for other people to find the show. If you're enjoying the show, probably a good idea for other people to find out about it. I do hope that you're spreading the word and getting the word out about the podcast. We're at episode 25, so I hope I'm gaining in some popularity. And I hope that you're talking about it with your colleagues and people that share similar interests. If you are enjoying the show and you'd like to contribute and try to help out, go to www.CanadianMilitaryHistoryPodcast.ca and click on my PayPal link. Any donation, great or small, is appreciated and goes directly into supporting the show. If PayPal is not your way of doing business, then please think about using my Amazon link. Last episode, Greg Briggs read off a couple of the unique items that were purchased on the Amazon link, and I'm very grateful to all those people that did purchase. Now, the funny thing is, I do find out what you've bought, I just don't find out who has bought it. So don't be shy about using the Amazon link and revealing your particular tastes in flashlights and cradles and bicycle exercise equipment. Go ahead, use the Amazon link. I'll find out what you've bought, but I'll never know who's done it. So please go ahead and enjoy the privileges of supporting the show while shopping on Amazon. And that link is found right on my main webpage, www.CanadianMilitaryHistoryPodcast.ca. Right now, I'd like to continue with my guest, Corporal Frank Reed. Who is your greatest influence or who is the most memorable character that you've encountered? I think the greatest influence I ever had was the guy that was running London, the RSM in London. His name was uh, B.C. Robinson. And he had been in the Second World War. And when I first got to London, I looked at him and I said, boy, I'd like to be like him someday. You know, when I, you know, I really did. Yeah. Like this guy just looked like he, he imposed confidence on you. If he said, listen, go jump off that building, you'd go and jump off the building because you just trusted that he wasn't telling you something bad or wrong. And to be told, oh, we're going to Cyprus and you're all going to be fine, then you felt like you were going to be fine. Right. It was just a guy that after being in the war and being in that type of thing in the military for so long, but not everybody, even people at his level could impose confidence on you. He could, if he just, if he just told you, this is the way it is, that was the way it was. It was never a question, well, well, is this the way it is? It was always yes. So he was just somebody I looked at and thought, there's the kind of person that I've had a chance in the future, I wouldn't mind being like him. And, and right. that's not like me, because I'm not really the person that's like that, mm-hmm. saying I'd like to be like somebody else. That's just not me. <laughs> it really isn't. So I think he was the most, one of the most memorable people I ever met. Right. So we've come to the last question. What was the greatest challenge you had to overcome? I think this is back also. The, the greatest challenge I had to overcome was back to what we talked about when we first started. I must admit, I was pretty much a loner when I was young. I was taking care of Frank. There was Frank, Frank, and Frank, and always that way. And I never had any problems because I could always take care of me. So all of a sudden, you're in the military, 
and you all of a sudden have to take care of a whole bunch of other people as well as having them take care of you. To get to the point where you could trust, like if somebody said, well, you're going to climb up that rock face and I'm going to hold the rope, to have somebody say, okay, I believe that, and if I fall, it's going to kill me, right? But <laughs> I trust that person enough to do it. Yeah. So to get the trust in the other people, because I was, to be very, very honest, I was the untrusting sort. I took care of me. And when I got in the military, to overcome the idea that all these other people were going to be there and they were all going to be there to help you and get you through some bad spots if you had them, that was an eye-opener for me. It took me a while to overcome it because, again, trying to change from being one thing to being something else is not easy because as a young person, we had my family had moved a lot. Sometimes we moved every two years, right? and I really didn't have a lot of really, really close friends. There wasn't a lot of trust built up with a lot of people. I guess the, the main thing to overcome was the, the idea of trust. Once that happened and you thought, okay, I can actually trust these people that are going to do the best for me and I'm going to do the best for them, it changes the world immensely, and all of a sudden you're a completely different person. Yeah, absolutely. Or I was anyway. So Frank, looking back on your service, is there anything you'd like to say just to summarize your eight years in the Canadian Forces? They were the eight best years of my life. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And the even better thing that came out of it was I met my wife in Germany and I got married and we're still married after 37 years. Congratulations. Well, thank done. you. Thank <laughs> you. But it was the best time of my life. I mean, I've, I've been in business since that. But I've worked with people for 15 and 16 years, day in and day out, and I never, ever could get a close relationship with them like I did with the people in the military and some of them I only knew for two years. Yes. <laughs> it was a completely different thing. You can't even talk to a lot of the people outside of what you did because they don't have any comprehension of it. Right. And they don't understand. So for me, it was the eight best years of my life. I loved it all. I enjoyed it all. It, it was a really, really good time. I'm happy that I did it. Well, maybe if we get some people who aren't involved in the military to listen to this podcast, maybe they'll get a better understanding of who soldiers are and what, well, not only soldiers, but air crew and sailors as well. Maybe they'll get a better picture about who we are and what makes us tick. And also you're working on opening some of those doors as well, aren't you? Some of your special projects? Yeah, I've got a couple of special projects in the go right now. One is about two years ago, I wrote a novel. It was basically based on me and what I did in the military. and It's been selling quite well. So that's fine. I'm also working with the RCR Association down here right now. And we go to the school with the Memory Project in Toronto. We go to a lot of the schools and talk to the kids. I got a company that was uh, really good. They're doing a DVD for us. They shot eight people all the way from Korea up to Afghanistan. And each person got to tell a story. Right. It was about a five minutes for each person. That's just in the process of being finished right now. After it's finished, what we're going to do when we go to school, we're going to go to the school system and then we do our talks. And then we're going to give the teacher one of these DVDs with our each one has his own story like we had one guy that was in Korea one guy that was in Afghanistan Cyprus Bosnia and basically everything in between so that they can they want to put that on let the kids see it the kids can see that what happened in between the Second World War and Afghanistan right that's just about done and the company that did it for us for nothing they're in the process of doing it for nothing I certainly appreciate that because when we started with the RCR Association I brought this up we didn't have a lot of money to put into a project like this. I got this company and said, we'll do this. We'll do this for you for nothing. So, um, so it was a, a company called Ed Video and they really are super people to do that for nothing because that's a lot of work. What's the name of the company one more time, please? Ed Video. 
right? And the name of the project? The name of the project, it's what I was calling. I just called it the DVD project. I mean, <laughs> wasn't anything specific. The reason the person ended up doing it for nothing, I believe, was he's from France originally, right. and his grandparents were under the German occupation. So he has a very close affinity with the Canadian military. So I think when I approached him, he said, well, maybe this is a chance to give back or who knows. I don't know what he thought. Right. But I certainly appreciated it because we had done some fundraising, got some money to do the project, but not a lot. And he said, we're going to do this for you for nothing. And I said, well, certainly appreciate that. So I'm still waiting for the, it's done right now, but he's in France. So as soon as he's back, we're going to take a look at it. Yeah. Also, when I'm done, I'll send you a copy. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And you can take a look at it. But it's a good thing to have. And that way, the kids in the school will see somebody like me or somebody else up there talking. If they see the DVD, it'll tell the story not only of me, but it's somebody, that, but me and a bunch of other people that are alive right now. Right that all served their country and all served their country in many different places. And each one got to tell their own story the way they wanted. There wasn't any scripting or anything. It was just sit down and tell us what you did and how you did it and why you did it. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty touching stuff, some of it. It's very much like what you're doing. Yes. In some extent, we're just doing it. We really want to do it for the schools because we do. We go out a lot with the memory project. Right. So, Frank, what was the name of your book? name of the book was uh, 1972 to 1979, A Canadian Soldier at Peace. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's in a number of bookstores. It's also in an e-book with smash words. That means it's with every e-reader in Canada. Right. Every e-reader in the world, actually, because smash words is a big company that disseminates to all the different e-readers. Okay. And then they take a cut. They, they don't charge you anything, but they just take a cut when your book is sold. Right. I've sold books in Great Britain. I've sold books in the U.S. And I've sold them in Canada through them. So it's pretty neat. That's something. And then right now, I'm also working with Laurier University doing a blog about the Cold War years. It's interesting. That people actually want to hear about that. Right. Even the guy at Laurier told me that the webmaster said, we've never had a blog that got hits like this. <laughs> That's a pretty good thing to hear. But again, I've been promoting it fairly heavily on all the military websites, right? Right. So you're getting a lot. I keep pretty busy with myself. And what's the address for that blog? The blog is, I, what I'll do is I'll send it to you. It's huge because it, it goes through Laurier University. Right. Laurier down here has a group called the Laurier Center for Disarmament. What they do is they have guest speakers come in all the time, and they talk about all the different wars and what happens and different weapons, and they talk about different battles and sea air, and, you know, it's, it's a free thing. They also publish books, military books. They're the ones that teach the people that are getting their PhDs in history. A lot of them come down there and learn from that. So it's a kind of an interesting concept that was started about six or seven years ago, I guess. Wow. It's still part of the University of Wilfrid Laurier University, but it's a completely separate entity. Right. It's there, but it's not part of the university, but it is. It's not part of the teaching per se in the same way as it normally would be. It's, a, it's kind of interesting. I said they put out periodicals and I said they have a lot of really, really high-end speakers come in, people that have have been doing this for a long time. They do speeches. And like I said, again, it's all free. You can Anybody can go. Great. What I'll do is I'll post that link in the show notes. I'll send that to you. I've been doing also a lot of talks just to civic groups, and I do talks to historical societies. And I focus in on the, the modern veteran. I do a 45-minute presentation in PowerPoint with pictures from what I did when I was in the military. Right. And then I, I talk about the modern veteran, like a 40- or a 50-year-old guy or a 30-year-old guy as a veteran, not just somebody from World War One. Yes. I get people asking me a lot of questions because I do questions from the time I start the presentation to the time I'm done and after. I get a lot of people saying, people didn't even know that we were in Europe. And I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> 
But people didn't even know that we had people over in Europe. These are people that are, they've been around. It's not that they're ignorant. It's just that nobody really talks about that. Yeah. The other thing that I talk about a lot is the peacekeeping and how a lot of times people get hurt in peacekeeping and, and very much that's something that opens people's eyes. And they say, well, peacekeeping, how can anybody get hurt? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you say, well, let me tell you a little story. I do about 15 or 20 of those talks a year at different places and they're they're interesting i just like to get the word out of the veterans a veteran whether he was in world war ii or afghanistan or cyprus he's he's a veteran yeah no matter where you are you put your ass in the line yeah exactly you can't look at one any different than the other you bet well frank thanks for connecting and taking the time to be a guest on the show i really appreciate reminiscing about germany and my limited experience there but talking about the cold war years and you certainly opened some eyes, and I hope that the projects go well. No problem. And like I said, as soon as that DVD is done, I'll make sure I get a copy of it up to you. You can take a look at that as well. Excellent. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you. Take care. You have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Canadian Military History Podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy the podcast, please leave some feedback on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send me an email at MikeLacroix cmhp at gmail.com please let me know if you'd like me to read your comments on the air while you're waiting for our next episode please visit the website at www.canadianmilitaryhistorypodcast.ca or the cmhp facebook page if you'd like to support the podcast by making a donation please click the paypal link on the webpage. the next time you're considering buying something from amazon.ca please visit the Canadian Military History Podcast website and click on my Amazon link. A small portion of your purchase goes directly towards the support and maintenance of the podcast. However, your great price from Amazon doesn't change. All donations will go directly into the production of the podcast. All music is used with the express permission of the commanding officer. End tag music is provided by the Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. Views and opinions are those of the guests of the Canadian Military History Podcast and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Mike Lacroix Productions, the Government of Canada, or the Department of National Defence. This is a Mike Lacroix Production.